1: The brand new racing app for same-race multi-tips. Same racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet.
0: Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858.
1: Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and
2: Rob Beaver.
1: Yes, hello and welcome to another edition of Off the Bench. A very special grand final edition. Richmond and Geelong. Coming up later today, wherever you are in Western Australia, I hope you can make your way to a TV screen or a radio and take in the spectacle that will be the 2020 AFL Grand Final. No, Paul Hazelby today. He had a big night a couple of nights ago at the Fremantle Dockers, best and fairest. (laughs) He's still recovering. So I say good morning to Adam Papalia.
3: Uh, Thank you very much, Rob. Yes, uh, ready, firing. What a day it is, Grand Final Day. It's always great. It it clearly feels a little bit different this year. Uh, And I wonder what people are up to in terms of uh, normally we're sort of getting ready to watch the Grand Final at about 12.30. So you're racing around on a Saturday morning, trying to get all your jobs done so you can get in front front of the TV a bit more of a leisurely pace today because a, a 4.30 start, people can uh, get what they need to done and then I think there might be a few uh, long lunches that turn into long dinners uh, enjoying the game this afternoon. Yeah, there certainly will be. This is this must be what it's
1: almost like to be in Melbourne on a normal grand final day. Yeah. A really slow burn right from the breakfast all the way through to the day and by the time the game finishes, the day's nearly over, whereas in WA of course, it's the middle of the afternoon and you go, oh, if your team loses particularly you go, what am I going <laughs> to do for the next seven or eight hours before I have to go to bed? But no, Nonetheless, a great game coming up. We look forward to it. Time to get into this. The Dig. Dial before you dig. The essential first step. Don't dig yourself into a hole. Lodge a free dial before you dig inquiry. And, Paps, that is exactly what the AFL has done. They haven't lodged an inquiry because if they did, they wouldn't have bloody done this. But they've definitely dug themselves into a hole. Or six holes, to be specific, up at the Gabba. This grass. I know it's got some play over the last couple of weeks, Paps, but what? What? who who at the AFL thought this was a good idea? I know that the story is or the rhetoric is that the AFL is not footing the bill for this grass to have been taken from the MCG. Um, Two three-by-one-metre strips, one from each goal square up to the Gabber, and they've been put up there. Uh, When this photo came out on social media last night, I'm sure you've seen it. It's it's on – I don't understand for, you know, OHS and the safety of the players. You can't just put the turf in on the playing surface, so it's outside the boundary line, but – God, I tell you what, uh, I'm not even going to name the company footing the bill because this is a PR stunt gone horribly (laughs) wrong and I cannot for the life of me imagine, this has gotten, it's publicity, but I still think there are people who don't know the company. I'm not going to name them. I think it's a disgrace given the financial situation globally, but particularly with um, obviously sporting codes in the AFL in this country, they're sitting here saying we're hemorrhaging money. Okay, the sponsor's paying for it. I understand that. But it's not a good look in a situation like
3: this, is it? No, I don't think so. I, I understand what they were trying to do, uh, even though you could have read from a mile off that it wasn't going to be a good <laughs> idea. That They were trying to obviously just give that connection to the Victorians who have done it so tough and, you know, normally expecting the game to be played at the MCG. Um but it's just not a good look. One, for, as you mentioned, the, the money side of things, that could have been spent somewhere else uh, much, much better. Two, it looks terrible. It <laughs> does, doesn't it? On the side of the ground, oh. outside the boundary line. And we hope that no one uh, actually runs across it and, and slips over too much. Um, but three, uh, the for the rest of the competition as well, it's the first grand final outside of Victoria ever. First one up at the Gabba. look like, Queensland, as much as you've been trying to pump it up, let them have their moment. Mm. It doesn't matter about the MCG. This is a different year. This is at the Gabba. Let's celebrate the fact that it's there, not where it's not.
1: I completely agree. Um, I don't know what would have stopped them from transporting this particular patch of turf or patches of turf four weeks ago and actually getting it into the surface at the Gabba, like, even if it's still on the boundary. Like As you said, you look at the aesthetics of it, like it stands out and not in a good way. Um the other thing is I go, It. a lot of people are saying this is screams of insecurity from the AFL. It just reminds us that this is the VFL. I know that they're saying we want to put the G back into the Gabba and don't get me wrong, I think there are a lot of the players that probably don't mind the gesture in the sense that, you know, a lot of them grow up wanting to play on the MCG on grand final day. But I think this is a PR stunt that has completely missed the mark. I haven't spoken to anybody um, or even heard anybody in the media say, oh, I actually don't mind it or I think it's a good idea. Uh, the AFL, that's my dig. You've missed the mark. Adam Papalia agrees with me. Now, we're going to change tack. We're going to have a chat, um, or Paul Hazelby and Carl Langdon are, I should say, with Steve Hocking. He caught up with the boys earlier in the week to discuss all things grand final, the offseason, and even what lays ahead for 2021. Stick with us. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Welcome back to Off the Bench. Rob Beaver and Adam Papalia with you on the show today. Now, we're going to take a rewind back into the week. Just a couple of days ago, Paul Hazelby and Carl Langdon were lucky enough to have the company of the General Manager of Football Operations at the AFL, Steve Hocking, in the lead-up to the grand final. This is what he had to say.
4: G'day, Steve. How are you, mate? Hi,
1: Carl and, and Paul. Thanks for
4: having Mate, me on. we haven't spoken for a while, but wow, what a season, and uh, here we are. Can you believe you've got to the end?
2: Uh, well, I, I'm not believing just yet. We've got a couple <laughs> of days to go, Carl, so I'm, uh, I'm just uh, going to ride it through until then. I'm, I'm actually at uh, the Gabba at the moment, just heading out uh, to the Garda, head back down to the Gold Coast. We've been up here for a uh, dress rehearsal. For uh, Saturday um, evening, and uh, yeah, it's, it's looking pretty spectacular. Hopefully, uh, the football matches the uh, the entertainment. Uh,
4: and the uh, lightning mate, is that going to stay away? I heard Gil talking about that today.
2: Oh, I, I think he's uh, he's got all that sorted. Of Gil, he's um, he, he's done some amazing <laughs> things uh, this year, so we'll just add that to the list as well. He's sort of the uh, the lightning for us.
4: Now, look, when it comes to this year, I mean, there have been some massive challenges. Um, what, is, what has been uh, – what have you learnt from this experience, uh, Stephen? Are we likely to have more hubs? Uh, are we likely to look at um, fast fixture fixturing? What's your thoughts?
2: Okay, Carl, look, one of, one of the things I, I've personally learned is just how incredible the industry is. I mean, I think we've sort of all known that, but um, – you guys know as well as anyone. Certainty is really important. Football programs, and, and and that's just been completely taken off the table this year. Um, and so uh, currently, uh, I'm uh, living in the Royal Pines um, hub in, in a bubble, um, which will burst uh, Saturday once the ball is bounced uh, for the grand final. And um, I'm living there with. Uh, Geelong families and also Richmond families, and you know the players are down at the pool together, and this is Grand Final week. I mean, it's, it's just unheard of, you know, that that level um, of interaction and, and care that's going on for you know for the game. It's quite extraordinary. So they're sorry about the helicopter above me here. Um, they're the uh, they're some of the learnings you know from my end, which I think are just quite exceptional. Just to how flexible people have been. Um, and how they've uh, they've just kept the game going for all, all the fans and uh, all the people that are actually employed by it as well. So it's been a monumental effort by just so many people.
0: Steve, are you preparing to do it all again next year with the hubs if things don't improve, which is probably doubtful?
2: Paul, look, it's it, it's hard to know. It, it certainly looks like you know we're we're looking to uh, get the season off to its. Um, You know, it's original start date and, and, you know, we'll be working towards that. That's our planning at this stage. Hopefully, Victoria does start to open up. Um, It's, uh, you know, it's certainly showing signs that um, that may be the case. We've got AFLW um, that will uh, will kick off uh, their pre-season around um, early November and we're doing a lot of planning around that. So that's the first part for us. And I think, you know, we will certainly, we've learned a lot out of the men's competition this year and we'll take that into into the AFLW comp and then we'll learn from that and uh, have us well prepared um, going into uh, uh, 2021.
0: You did snub us for the AFL Grand Final over here in Perth. It is in Queensland. What about the numbers, the metrics in regards to growth in New South Wales and Queensland, particularly the TV audience? Have you achieved what you hope to achieve and going forward it will become an easier market to grow into?
2: Look, I think one of the things that we've learned, Paul, is, is you know you, you can um, you can invest a lot of money into these regions, which you know quite clearly the the, uh, the competition has, and then you do something like what we've done, where you know the the, the whole competition's gone on the road, and the, the impact of that has been substantial. Um, you know, in a market um, that we're you know we're finding our feet in, it's fair to say, but uh, yeah, the connection that's going on here has just been quite exceptional, and I'm. You know, I'm not just saying that to pump it up. It's it's quite genuine. You can see that uh, the Cup Tour, the Premiership Cup Tour that went right through uh, large parts of Queensland, you know, the queues for that were just extraordinary. So there's a real connection to our game that's formed up here. And, uh, you know, we all believe it's going to be something that's actually going to be uh, long-lasting and, and we can continue to build off the back of that. As far as, uh, you know, TV audiences and so forth go, yeah, it's, it's just been... Unbelievable just how it's been consumed both in this market here um, in Queensland but also right, right around the country.
1: More of Steve Hocking coming up after the break. Off the
2: Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver.
1: Welcome back to Off the Bench. Continuing our chat from earlier in the week with Steve Hocking ahead of the AFL Grand Final.
0: Steve, free agency is in the news again. Jeremy Cameron opting to go to one of the top teams in Geelong, and young players getting poached. Are you happy with the current draft system? I know our trade system. I know Andrew Pirto made some comments about looking at everything in the game of footy, but do you think it's serving the right purpose? I think it
2: is, Paul. And look, what you do is uh, you know clearly um, as a as a um, a competition, you, know, you you review it. If if you know we believe it's not heading the right way, we'll do that. Um, you, know, you, you need to do that uh, based on um, you know what you're what you're seeing and what you're seeing unfold. But I, I, look, I don't think it's any any different to any other year. Probably the only comment I would make is I think with um, what we've lived through this year um, with COVID, um, there, there is a, you know quite a bit of movement around, and part of that is related to um, the soft cap changes. And and you know the, we're going to see I think movement across clubs, not just as far as players go, but also staff. You know, uh, programs resetting themselves as as they need to uh, reduce reduce the number of people, and so clubs are, are, are looking at that as an advantage. And, and you know it's probably a bit of a buyer's market at the moment um, in relation to that. You know, right across staff.
4: Where are we at with the list sizes, Steve?
2: Carl, we're we're still working through that. Uh, it's progressing well. Um, all the all the discussions uh, have been. Um, you know, uh, everyone's committed to us, um, so yeah, there's there's no, we don't have any concerns around that. I, I can't um, go into it, you know, too much more other than to say that they're progressing, um, and, and you know they need to remain confidential at this point in time. But it, it's going in the right direction.
4: Fair enough. And do we need a review? I think uh, we have had a few clubs saying that we should be having a look at uh, the game from top to bottom, including the the AFL Commission, because we haven't had one I think for twenty seven years. Do we need one?
2: I think uh, when you when you have a look at it, we've, we've sort of had a uh, an unusual review this year, haven't we? There's mm-hmm. been you know many things that have been done uh, throughout twenty twenty. You started off earlier there, Carl. You know there's there's some things um, around you know shorter game. Um, change the season, all those types of things. What does it look like moving forward? The footy frenzy. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of firsts that have happened this year, and um, I sort of feel like, in, in its own way, it probably uh, means that we have reviewed things as we've gone through um, this particular season. And what we do need to do, you know, the, the first, the first thing for us is to deliver a, a uh, you know, incredible grand final. And we've got um, you know, two really experienced teams that have got through. That have been on the road for over a hundred days now, so um, you know, massive credit to those two two sides. Um, you now we want a spectacular grand final. Hopefully, we do achieve that. We need to t- deliver that, and then post that, we need to um, you know just sit down as a as an industry and, and work through what do we take for what are the learnings from 2020. I would have thought that was probably one of the first things that we need to we need to settle on.
4: Yeah, and maybe by then we might be uh, allowed to let you back into WA so you can come and say hello, Steve. Um, Nice to have you. That'd be nice,
2: Carl. We'd we'd welcome that.
4: Yeah, Yeah, I reckon uh, the whole of Australia would welcome that, but uh, we're pretty happy over here that we've been able to move around freely, Steve. So thanks very much for your time, mate. Good job. Take care. Thanks, Carl. Yeah,
1: thanks, guys. Steve Hocking there. Stay tuned. Paps and I previewing the big game up next. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Welcome back to Off the Bench. Rob Beaver, Adam Papalia with you for this grand final edition of Off the Bench. And it is a different season indeed. Usually at this time of the year, perhaps I'm sitting here going, oh, NBA preseason, I'm ready for the basketball (laughs) to come back. But here we are, AFL grand final day. We haven't actually talked about the game in much depth on the show today. Let's do that now before we say goodbye Richmond, Geelong, a lot of factors in this one. Who do you think has the edge over all the lines? And I suppose with the weather and the potential of some rain coming in, do you think that maybe favors one team over another?
3: Yeah, I think the weather certainly favours Richmond with the way that they play the footy and they just try to get it on at all costs, whereas Geelong can be a little bit more precise and and relying on their skill to move the footy. Obviously, uh, having Tom Hawkins up there as well. uh, I think it's, it's an intriguing matchup, isn't it? I've been wrestling with it all week as to which way I'm actually leaning. I think my head says the Tigers, basically because of what I just mentioned, the fact that it's the weather. The fact that they've, uh, and they, you know, they rush the ball on, they knock it on, they spike it on, they find any way just to surge it forward, and that can put teams under pressure. I think the uh, the fact that the Tigers have been there before, they've been to a couple of grand finals, they've got that experience on the big stage, and they've got players that have been proven performers on the big stage as well. You think about, of course, Dusty Martin, but uh, Basha Hooli as well, who's played so well in a couple of grand finals too. So are uh, there's some critical factors. But for some reason, my gut's just telling me that it's Geelong. Maybe it's because uh, I'm sort of hoping that it'll be the fairy tale for the Cats to finish off Gary Ablett's career. With the grand final, the fact that Dangerfield gets to a grand final for the first time and has been such a star player, he deserves a crack at winning a flag. Joel Selwood, of course, who's been there and done it for the Cats, but trying to lead the new generation of Geelong players through to a premiership as well. And the fact they've been about the mark for the last few years and you sort of want to see someone that's a little bit different. But it's been a toss of the coin all week, I think, which hopefully means it's going to be a great grand final.
1: Yeah, fingers crossed for that as well. I, I struggle really in a lot of ways. It's so interesting, as you mentioned, Richmond play a completely different game style, uh, that surge mentality. Geelong maybe like to be a little bit more precise and possess the ball, but you look at these teams on paper, probably the two most inspirational captains that the AFL has to offer. Joel Selwood have been doing it for a long time. Trent Cotchen, um, since the Tigers rolled around and turned their fortunes around about five years ago, I think he's been one of the best captains in the league. You've got those two as the linchpins. You've also got dynamic midfielders that can go forward and and hit the scoreboard, obviously, and Dustin Martin, who's been there, done that, a couple of Norm Smiths to his name, and Patrick Dangerfield on the other end, too, despite, obviously, as you say, not having made a grand final before this season, is probably lauded as one of the greatest midfielders we've had in the past half a decade or so. Uh, You go to the forward line, you've got Tom Hawkins, and you've got Tom Lynch. Those two linchpins down there. I, I find it difficult to split these teams. I think it's going to be a really tight tussle majority of the way through. But the one thing that Richmond has done consistently over the last three or four years, with the exception of one preliminary final a couple of years ago, is they find a way to win tight games. And I think this will be a tight game. I think at three-quarter time, it might only be a goal or so in it. But Richmond, I don't know whether it will be the experience of the players. I don't know whether it will just be the fact that they've been in these situations before. But I... I see them coming out on top if it stays close. I don't see a way that Geelong um, can hold a a big lead at three-quarter time, which is what I think they'll need in what could potentially be a low-scoring affair come that stage of the game. I think if Geelong are up three or four goals at three-quarter time, maybe, but I don't see them getting to the point where they have that lead. I think Richmond, uh, even if they get jumped, will be able to fight back, and that's what they've been able to do so well for a number of years.
3: Yeah, it's, it's it's there's so many storylines out of it, um, which hopefully, as you said, makes for a good grand final. It's going to be nice and tight. There's good WA flavour, of course, through the Tigers as well, as much as I was, uh, I guess, a lot of footy fans are hoping for the Cats to uh, to get the victory, just to I think see a different premier than we have for the last uh, couple of years, or you know, two of the last three years. But there's certainly a good WA flavour through both teams. But the Tigers have got plenty. Nathan Broad, Liam Baker, Camden McIntosh, Marlon Pickett. Of course, as well Shea Bolton too. So there's uh, there's quite a few rolling through the tigers uh, the tigers lineup and uh, a couple for the cats too. So uh, it'd be great to see Sam Minagola. Get a uh, a uh, a flag, of course. Who uh, used to be at Frio? He's done it the hard way, going through Mitch Duncan too, who's uh, of course from WA originally. So there's uh, there's lots of good storylines. Whichever way you look at it, it's going to be a great grand final, and and we hope it's close because it's been such a season. It's been so tough to get the whole thing away. There's been so many hurdles for teams to overcome. Uh, hopefully, we just get a classic grand final, and and we all go away thinking, how good was that that we. Yeah, you know, everyone persisted with the season, with all the challenges that were in front of it. And uh, and we get to enjoy a great grand final day like we normally do. We're
1: hoping that as well. And also worth noting, Harry Taylor, of course, from one of the uh, yeah, of regional course. areas in WA, up Northampton Way. Um, potentially his last game. We spoke to him a couple of weeks ago. He didn't commit to that. But I think if you win a flag after going through what you've gone through this season, that retirement may be on the cards for him. Um, before we go... On the record, give us a team, give us a margin, give us a Norm Smith.
3: (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go It's been so hard all week. I I keep uh, changing it up. Look, as I said, my head says Richmond. My gut says Geelong. I'm going to tip with my gut and go with uh, the Cats by 15 and Mitch Duncan. For the Norm Smith. Mitch Duncan for the Norm Smith. I I want
1: Geelong to win. I'd love to send off not only Gary Ablett, but Harry Taylor, potentially, as we said, with another flag. I'd like to see Danger get his first, but my head will overrule me here. I've got Richmond. I've got them winning by 23 points, as I said. I think it'll be close, but a couple of late goals um, might just put them over the top. And I, I don't see how anyone other than probably Dustin Martin. Maybe a Trent Cochin. He doesn't win a lot of the ball, but maybe a Trent Cochin. But I'll stick with Dusty. If he can go three flags and three norms in four years, it would be quite the effort and we'd witness some sort of history in a season, which has been like no other. Paps, really appreciate your time. Enjoy the grand final this afternoon. we look forward to speaking to you again soon. Thanks, Beef. That is Off the Bench for another week. Keep it locked. Plenty more to come. Enjoy the grand final wherever you
0: are in WA.